as odd or strange as it sounds, I mean, like you can't live for your followers. Mm -hmm. And it sounds very jokey, jokey, but I can admit that that's what I did. It is very precarious ground to continue trying to be the same thing for somebody when you are evolving because then you are just drifting further and further away from your authentic self. Just because someone is not liking something, just because someone isn't validating you with a follow or a comment does not mean that the work is meaningless. Welcome back to Vanessa Wants to Know, Season 2, Episode Number 3. So today we're doing something a little impromptu. I just got back from Paris Fashion Week, actually from a month-long Fashion Week marathon, and I posted a video on my IGTV maybe three, four days ago when I was in Paris, basically pouring my heart out. It was kind of the result of an emotional breakdown I had while I was in Paris, basically asking myself, is this what I want to be doing in my life? You know, what is my relationship to fashion? Is it in alignment with where I want to go? You know, many of these topics that are part of the reason why I decided to dedicate this season to how we're going to save the planet. So we're just kind of digest all of that today. And my wonderful co-host, Amy, hello, will be discussing with me everything about everything that went down in Paris and in London and what has brought me to this feeling and realization today. So should we start? Yeah, let's get into it. And yeah, like you said, this was a super impromptu episode. Literally up until yesterday afternoon, I fully thought we were delaying the launch of this episode because you just got back on Wednesday night. And then yesterday we decided that we were going to record. And today, it like at 10 a.m., here we are. Yes. Yes. I was not mentally prepared <laughs> for this. You know, honestly, I think... I think it's actually better when you don't prepare. And like we both discussed, I think it was really important that we talk about the conversation while all of these feelings are super fresh because I'm still feeling very open and vulnerable and emotional still from the entire month. And of course, that IGTV episode, we'll link it Mm -hmm. in the show notes. I mean, I'm still shook by the fact that there's almost 800 comments in three days and like close to 90,000 views already on a video where I basically was breaking down, you know, in front of the camera. So I think this is a really good moment to talk about it. Yeah, I think people really resonated with what you had to say. Let's kind of start from Fashion Month because I feel like that is kind of what triggered that video and all of these emotions. Talk us through after you left New York for London. A lot of emotions were coming to the surface and I just kind of want to get to the beginning of how everything kind of escalated in the past month. Okay. So just to preface this, for anyone who, you know, who knows me in my personal life, like you are fully aware that these existential questions what is the value of my work? How do I balance the expectations of my work and, you know, the expectations I have for myself? These things have been percolating for many years now. You know what I mean? And I think what may have triggered it almost in a violent way was when I was flying into London 
nobody told me that I was flying into a storm. And I mean, it's out, it's actually almost better. An you emotional know? and actual storm. Yeah, like a literal <laughs> and figurative storm. Yes. I was on the plane. I had popped a Z-Quil. It's like a sleeping aid. So I was like very discombobulated and I was in the flight. And, you know, the pilot had asked everybody to put their seatbelts on because we were entering like a an area of turbulence. And less than 10 minutes later, the pilot came back on and sounded kind of agitated. And he was like, the weather situation has deteriorated. He actually used those words. And he ordered all the air stewards to immediately return to their seats. And all the lights turned off in the cabin. <laughs> It was like one of those scenes from a movie and, and for, it felt like a while there was nothing and then we entered into something. And it was just like that for, it felt like an eternity. And in my head, while all of this was happening, you know, and I've never been afraid during turbulent situations in the air, I thought to myself, is this really how you want it to go down, Vanessa? You know, <laughs> like, is this really how you want, is this what you want to be doing right now? And I mean, I, I didn't have like my life flash in front of my eyes, but I was really scared for the first time in my life, you know, being on a plane that kind of set the stage for the rest of Fashion Month, right? Yeah. Where it really pushed forward a lot of these deeper questions that I've had for myself, you know, mm -hmm. for a long time. Yeah. I don't know if any of your followers or friends could see from your Instagram, but I was telling you before we got here, I was like, I could tell that something was off with you. And finally, you release that video. And I wanted to go through the video because I'm, I'm sure that some people who are listening to this may have not seen it. But one thing that you said that was the overarching motif was that you were hitting a wall with the industry that no matter where you turn, no matter what you try to do, you just kept hitting a wall mentally, emotionally, spiritually. It was just not aligned with you anymore. And I kind of want you to go a little bit further into it because I was scrolling through all of the comments and so many people felt the same way that they're just like, I, I love fashion. It's been my passion for such a long time, but for some reason, things are just not clicking anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I think from the outside for a lot of people, and you know, don't get me wrong here, I'm not going to bite the hand that feeds me. I am extremely privileged. You know, I am a woman of color and I am financially stable. You know, I pay for my own apartment. I pay for my own vacations. Like I have a good amount of money saved really all because of my work. But that doesn't mean that you should be afraid to question it. And I think that was really where I was operating from for a very long time up until that video where those thoughts that you saw communicated in that video, I never really publicly discussed, mm -hmm. like so literally. Yes. I think I alluded to it a lot, but that video was the first time that I really spoke openly about it. and. To be honest with you, I, I said this in the video as well, it's not just me. I mean, there are so many people, you know, that I encounter, whether they work in press or they're designers or like our first guest of the season, Philip Lim, or they're influencers. We all feel the weight of the responsibility that we have with our platform, yet the hamster wheel of working in fashion and 
beyond that, working in fashion in the, in the digital space, you just get caught up in running, running, running. You know, it's working with one brand, then it's another brand, then it's this, then it's that. Oh, I got to travel here. Then I got to travel there. That you don't give the time and space to think about those deeper questions. And I think when I landed from London, unbeknownst to myself, those questions just became heavier and mm-hmm. heavier. And I, yeah, I did see a lot of comments and I got so many DMs. So to anyone who's listening to this right now, I just want to say thank you so much for being vulnerable, being open and writing me. I mean, so many of the people who wrote me was like, you're never going to see this. You're never going to respond to this. And I'm like, no, I see you. You know, I'm reading this right now. And, and yeah, it's like, you know, people who don't work in fashion, people who, you know, may work in some other creative capacity or not at all, where they're feeling a deep dissonance, discordance with their work and with who they want to be. And I think that was the most hopeful thing I saw from the whole thing, you know, where initially I I did this video because I'm like, I'm so confused. I feel so lost. And having read all those comments and whatnot, it made me realize that we all feel this, you know, it's the collective human consciousness. And we have to, you know, we will, and we have to do something about it. I think one of the comments that I read really summarized it very well. She said that she wants to be multifaceted and she doesn't know how to share that part of herself because, you know, in the beginning, a lot of influencers started out just wanting to share beautiful photos, beautiful outfits. They just wanted to create a community of people who like the same things. But, you know, as as time changes, as these bigger society cultural issues arise, I think people who do have a platform, they feel conflicted because they have opinions about, let's say, gun violence or the racial issue. And they want to share that with their community, but they literally, they don't know how, and they don't know if their community will receive it. It's very scary to, like Philip Lim said, to unhitch from a bandwagon that is fashion. I guess I wanted to hear your thoughts because with this podcast, you are kind of unhitching from the bandwagon that you've created of just making beautiful images and outfits. And you've created this community with this podcast, you know, talking about Asian excellence, talking about how we're going to save the planet. It would be really good if you could give some advice or just like what's been processing through your mind through this sort of transition period. Wow, that's a great question. I have been feeling so many things. I started my blog close to now, what, 10 years ago, probably Mm -hmm. over 10 years ago. I was in my 20s. I was at a job that I didn't really love. I created a blog where I shared my outfits and that was, you know, my escape. And that was what really drove me and what made me happy. And as my time deepened and extended in the fashion industry, And I started getting all the things that I, you know, dreamed of, like sitting front row at shows, like being on a cover of a magazine. Everything was happening. You know what I mean? And instead of feeling like, wow, I've made it. I'm set. This is done, like finished now. That deeper transformation started happening. And I I really have to credit my yoga and my spiritual practice for this, where I mean, the spiritual path is is just constantly asking yourself these just one simple thing, like, who am I? Mm-hmm. Who am I beyond my work? Who am I beyond my bank account? Who am I beyond my friends? Who am I beyond how I 
um, perceived on the outside world. And that's when things really started shifting for me. And I remember watching a documentary by Livia Firth, The True Cost, which documented the true cost of fashion, you know, human cost, the environmental cost, and that like, that was actually one of the big, big hinge moments in my life where it just like swung me around. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I knew this was happening, Mm -hmm. but I did not understand the gravity of the situation. So you know, I joke to people with enlightenment and with knowledge and whatnot, it's going to become really hard to live your life when you're woke. For myself, who, I mean, I identify myself as an empath, when I started seeing things more clearly, I realized that I had to do more than what I'd been previously doing. And and this is not to, I, I just want to use this moment to also say that you can't discount like a lot of this so-called like fluffy stuff on Instagram, like a great outfit or a great video, because that too, I believe is potentially making someone's day better, you yes. know, is giving them inspiration myself included, I know how powerful it is to put a full face of makeup on and to put on a beautiful outfit, you know? Those things are are powerful as well, but I can only speak for myself that my journey of doing that for so long, it started to evolve. And, you know, you asked, what would my advice be for people? It is to live your life. As odd or strange as it sounds, I mean, like, you can't live for your followers. I can admit that that's what I did. And I still, you know, there's still parts of myself where I'm like, what should I do to to satiate my community, to satiate the followers? Okay, well, they like videos. They like makeup tutorials. They like this kind of outfit. They like it at this moment. If you're constantly catering to your so-called demographic, you're going to constantly be living in fear in a sense, right? Being like, oh no, like, will this do well? Will this do well? And I'm not saying that I've shirked off all of these neuroses. No, not at all. But when I released that video, I was really scared. I was talking to you about this, you know, on the way here, I was like, is this too much? You know, because this is one of the overarching things that people have often told me about, you know, is that you're too intense, Vanessa. (laughs) You're too intense. Wow, that's so heavy, do we really need to talk about that? I always felt maybe these people are right. Maybe it is too heavy. Maybe I'm intellectualizing something that doesn't need to be intellectualized. Maybe I'm emoting something that no one really want to see, right? Because you said these people started following me because I put together great outfits or because they liked how I did my hair or they want to know where I traveled to. And I, I had this fear, but there was also this voice inside of me that was like, if you do not post this, you are just going to continue lying to yourself about your feelings. And the more you lie to yourself, the more lost you're going to feel. And I already felt super lost in the moment. So I'm like, pardon the language. I'm like, fuck it. (laughs) I literally, I need to post this. And when I saw the comments, you know, when I literally saw it light up, the emails I got from people that I hadn't heard from forever, people that I thought who had forgotten me or didn't even know I exist, wrote me personal messages. So many people told me that they cried watching my video, that it really struck a chord with them. And I felt like at that moment, my gut was like, told you so. You should have listened to me from the very beginning. 
And I, yeah, I guess that's like my, my advice for people. If, if, if you're evolving, you want your platform to evolve. You have to be okay with people dropping off. I mean, I've lost like 10,000 followers like since last year, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, I still do the fashion stuff on there, but I also want to integrate who I am becoming, right? Like it is very precarious ground to continue trying to be the same thing for somebody when yes. you are evolving because then you are just drifting further and further away from your authentic self. Mm -hmm. And we have been talking about for, I feel like a few months now, because you mentioned that you've lost a lot of followers. We've been brainstorming, thinking like, what can we do to, you know, get these followers back? What, like, what are we doing wrong? And I feel like the answer to that is in a previous episode where Sophia said, not everybody is ready to hear what you have to say. And, and that's totally fine. People will get ready whenever they do throughout all of the content that you have created in the past few months. Like we've tested things, you know, we tested video, we tested photos, and there's a lot of things that goes on behind your Instagram. But what really, really got people involved was just pure honesty. And in that video, it wasn't any sort of tutorial on how to live your life. It was just you being in that moment being like, I don't know what to do. I just wanted to say that things are going to be difficult and it's really powerful to see you trying to see if you can push through. If you're listening to this and you're like, gosh, where do I even start? Just anything, any small step that you do is a step in the right direction. Having read all those like self-help books, like <laughs> yeah. Eckhart Tolle, Michael Singer, reading a lot of stuff by the Dalai Lama and Thich Nhat Hanh, really just posing those questions of who am I? Like, what am I doing? Is this what I want to be doing? Also, I think becoming plant-based in a strange way, like when you become plant-based, it's a big decision to make in one's life. And when you really start looking at your life closely from what you eat to what you do to who you surround yourself with, then the big picture really starts presenting itself. We talked about, you know, your, your shift that mm -hmm. kind of started years ago. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I know in your personal life, you try to do your best in being sustainable. You try to make very environmentally conscious choices. And how do you think you're going to transition your work from this point? Have you thought about it or are you still kind of ruminating on what your the future holds for you? I think I addressed this in the video as well, like just a little bit. And this is a conversation I've had with a lot of people. It's a work in progress. And this is like for full transparency, like when I was growing up, like I didn't grow up with parents who were like, let's think of the environment. Like my <laughs> yeah. parents were like, let's just survive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. As I've gotten older and I've kind of seen the plight of the planet, as well as, you know, all of those other things we mentioned, like having a yogic practice, like really educating myself more on the impact that our decisions have on the planet, it's become again, like a very heavy burden on my shoulder, right? Because we all know fashion is the second largest polluter on the planet, yes. second only to like coal and oil. Which, which is, is so crazy. Which is insane yeah. if you think about it, right? Which, you know, again, really motivated me not only to dedicate this season to how we're going to save the planet, but was the motivation behind starting the podcast in the first place was me just trying to 
grapple, right, with the impact of my work. And do I have a solution to it? No, but I think now I'm even more motivated to really look into it. You know, I think before I was like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll try to be more conscious in how I work with certain labels. And, you know, there are certain brands that I just choose not to work with. But then again, you know, like all fashion labels, no matter how sustainable or ecological or technologically advanced, everybody is making an impact. Yes. So I think it's equally unfair to posit to fashion brands and to influencers and be like, well, why don't you just do things 100% sustainably, right? And that's like why we had that first episode with Philip is yes. because it's not that easy. Yes. And if I wanted to transition over entirely to only working with brands who are like B corporations or who don't work with fur or who have the right practices and this and that and that, I would never get work. That's a reflection of the industry, right? Because the industry, like I said in that video, is not catching up fast enough. This is my vocation. This is my line of work. So this is something that I, I deal with, right? Although that being said, one of the messages or the DMs I got after I posted that video, this girl was, was telling me that, you know what? First of all, you need to be a little easier on yourself. <laughs> yes. Don't just be like, well, this doesn't work. So I need to run away from it. She instead, um, suggested that when I do work with brands, you know, to really sit down with them and be like, is there an environmental branch to your business? Like, is there a way that we can work to promote a more mindful way of consuming fashion? Like, there's all these questions that you can ask your partners moving forward. And not just because my assumption was just like, you know, none of these brands care. They really don't care. But in the last little while, like last six months in, in going to Copenhagen Fashion Week and in Copenhagen, like they're really dedicating a lot of resources to doing things more environmentally, more mindfully. I started understanding that one of my prejudgments, you know, that no one cares in fashion mm -hmm. has been also detrimental. You know, I'm not helping the cause by thinking no one gives a shit. because right, Despite being jaded. Exactly. Yeah. Because, and that's hard, you know, yes. when you've worked in the industry and you see all sorts of stuff go down, you read the news, you, you know, you read all these things, but to listeners out there, people are making changes. So it's not all doom and gloom. So that was another piece of advice that I got from one of my followers. And I think in whatever capacity to educate oneself more yes. on what does it mean to be fully sustainable? What does it mean to have a cyclical fashion model? There's a lot of things that I'm not even educated that I'm no expert on that I can't, you know, necessarily tell all of you on. But there's such a thing as the internets out there and it's a great resource. And I think just to start working and aligning and meeting people who are on the same wavelength as you. And I really feel like that's what 2020 is for me this year is to not jump ship, but to stay on and just to find my people and to work together with these people and to highlight their work and find ways to promote a more mindful way to do mm -hmm. things in fashion. Because, you know, fashion is going to continue. People are going to continue making stuff. So the idea that we can all just, you know, go back to some utopian moment yes. where everything is going to be net zero, that we're going to make no impact on the earth, it's 
I mean, that's just not the way it's going to be. It's unrealistic to mm-hmm. a fault. Yeah. We do have to find solutions that work in the society that we live in. And like you said in a previous episode that all of these wonderful creative people, it is their compulsion to create. That's what brings them joy. And I don't think it's it's very fair for someone to be like, you need to stop what you're doing. Because we all have things in our lives that bring us joy, that give us purpose, that moves us forward. If we can come together and make it possible for people to still pursue that and still have a positive impact, I think it will be honestly better for everybody's mental health because I think this issue of not really knowing if you're doing enough weighs very heavy on people. You never know where's the balance. And like Philip Lim said, it's all about finding that center, but the center is a messy place. I wanted to know where you think that your center is going to be moving forward because you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you. We still have to make money because this podcast, I don't know if a lot of people know, is fully funded by you. And it's it's just not possible to, you know, not accept certain jobs. Where do you think that your center will be from now? Or how do you think you're going to arrive at that center? The thing is, something is always going to overtake the other thing. You know, for many years now, up until the present moment, I would say my work has overwhelmingly taken precedent over my personal life. And that is because I feel the impact and the reason I've been placed on this earth is to do a lot. But that means it comes with sacrifice, right? That comes with maybe not being able to see my mom and my sister all the time. That means maybe, you know, I can't have a long-term relationship because, you know, my work comes first. That being said, having that center, I think things that give you joy outside of your vocation are really important. So thank God for my yoga community. Thank God for my close girlfriends like yourself here in New York. People who just, who ground me. That's very important. And in terms of work, I feel like my relationship to it is expanding in in the sense that I'm starting to understand that I'm not always going to get it right and that's okay. And that I have to recognize it as, as just being work, you know, like I love a lot of the partners. I'm very blessed, you know, the collaborations that I get to do. And like you said, these partnerships, they pay the bills, they pay for my rent, they pay for this podcast, they pay for many things. And I guess... I should take this advice for myself, but just being a little (laughs) easier on myself, like giving myself the mental space to really just live my life. But meanwhile, understanding that I have a great responsibility with what I do. And look, the, like you said, the, the center is a very messy place. I think it's a, it's very frenetic. It moves constantly and. To have like a great job and have it be a hundred and two hundred percent super duper, that's just unrealistic. And that's like not the real world. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I mentioned very kind of like half jokingly in that video, the IGTV, like my caption was that like, you know, being a super special snowflake, like seven days a week, 365 days a year, that's unrealistic. And that's not what I want, right? Yeah. Because if you're not hitting a wall, that means you're not growing. 
If you're not hitting a ceiling and being like, where can I go from here? That means you're not growing. That means you're complacent. That means you're content. That means you're stuck. Yeah. So when I look at this month objectively, now that I'm, you know, safely back home in New York, (laughs) in my safe zone, I recognize that this month, as complicated, as tiresome, as expensive as it has been, it has taught me so many incredible life lessons that's just invaluable. Yeah. Growth is never going to be comfortable. No, it's painful. (laughs) And the thing is, it's not just me. So dear listener, whoever is listening to this right now, you're probably feeling the exact same thing. Because if like close to 800 people wrote under that IGTV episode and was like, I'm feeling the exact, honestly, I didn't even know if if anybody was going to watch that video. And when I saw the response, it kind of had like the opposite effect of of why I originally, you know, put it up. Yeah. I suddenly was like filled with so much hope and joy. And I was just like, wow, there really is hope for all of us on this planet. Yeah. And I need to keep on staying on this path because for anyone that's out there that uses, I mean, whether you're an influencer or not, right? Like, When you're so tied to the work that you put out or the perception of yourself or the visual of yourself out there, just because someone is not liking something, just because someone isn't validating you with a follow or a comment does not mean that the work is meaningless. And that is something I struggle with, like with the platform. I'm like, does anyone care? (laughs) Like, hi, I'm still here. I'm still trying to do something. And what this has taught me is that people are always watching and you have to give people more credit just because they aren't out there vocalizing certain things doesn't mean that they're not feeling it. I agree. There are so many comments that were just like, I have been feeling the exact same way. I'm also lost. And I think a lot of people want to do better, but they don't have the answer. Just as we don't have the answer, we're still looking for it. But at least now we can look for it together. You know, we have more eyes on this issue now. And I think it's going to mobilize people to try new things because being stagnant is going backwards. And I think I want to end on something that you actually commented to somebody else in response. And you said, someone once told you that in life, it's about intentionality. So if your intention is pure and rooted in your truth, whatever you share will reflect that. And I think that's very, very powerful because just just because we don't always have the answers, as long as we're telling the truth, that is a way forward. That particular thing about intentionality, so many, you know, whether it be a teacher through a book or whether it be a friend or like my yoga teacher, actually my yoga teacher, Jared, first said this to me about two years ago when I went to him, I'm like, can you please solve my life problems? (laughs) Like, can I, can I just become a yoga teacher? Can I just do this? And I remember he looked straight into my eyes and he was like, no, Vanessa, you have to stay doing exactly what you're doing. All this yoga that you're doing, all of this kundalini, all this meditation, whether you understand it or you see it or not, what you're making in your work is a channel through which all that you're doing in your spiritual work is being channeled through that, Mm -hmm. you know, through whether it be an image or whether it be like a recipe or whether it be an IGTV episode on like makeup or whatnot. 
if you do something in truth, if you create something in truth and the intention is pure, it's all gravy. Just don't be afraid because I literally had a watershed moment when I posted that video. I was like, oh my God, (laughs) like, what is this? What's going to happen? You know, like, are people going to unfollow me even more? You know, like all of these like crazy thoughts were going through my head. But the moment I released it, it was almost like this weight was taken off my shoulder where I was like, okay, it was extremely cathartic. I've been able to finally release this. So whoever's listening to this, like we all can influence each other. So never underestimate your power. Understand that you have the power to change your reality and your future. So on that, that was episode number three. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Rate us five out of five. It really helps kind of get the podcast out there more. And again, I just want to say thank you to everybody who tuned in this uh, very impromptu episode. Do say hello to us on Instagram. We read all the comments. Yes, we really do. Vanessa wants to know that is the Instagram handle. Yes. And you can find me at Vanessa Hong. Yes. And if you, you know, want to continue this conversation, we're around. We're on Instagram. Yeah. We're responding. We should, again, like I should really do this in person. I should. Yeah. I would love to do this with like people live, like not just in a podcasting studio. We're going to make it happen. Yeah, we're going to make it happen. Okay. Thank you for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Bye.